Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There was a high school football game in North Carolina. You've gone to high school football games, whether you're a student, whether you're a parent. Competition. It's supposed to be a good time. We know there are parents who are way too into it. Parents who are training their kids to go to the pros from a young age. Personally, saw some of that nonsense myself. I'm very glad that my kids decided to go another way. Who would want to be part of that system? That's my take. But in the end, you should be able to go to a game and enjoy it. In Charlotte, North Carolina, comes the story that at Butler High School, during a football game, the cheerleaders, they put up a sign. And the sign is a big red banner. And the writing in black, sniff, sniff, you smell that privilege. On either side of the word privilege, at the bottom there are dollar signs, but the word privilege is written in white. Black writing, sniff, sniff, you smell that privilege. You smell that question mark, and then at the bottom, two dollar signs, one before, one after the word privilege, written in white. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Butler High School was playing Charlotte Catholic High School. And, of course, making the implication that the kids who go to Charlotte Catholic High School are just these privileged white kids. This was utilized to demean and demoralize an entire school. Any teacher okay with this should be fired. Any administration okay with this should be fired. And the students need to be explained, or it needs to be explained to them, why everything they were taught was a worthless lie from radical woke people who want to teach hate and division. If you want to know why parents are fighting back, this is why. You want me to blame these kids? How can I blame these kids? These kids are just doing what they were taught. I'll blame the worthless, horrible teachers who taught it. Notice I didn't say all teachers. I'll blame the worthless, horrible parents who push it. I'll blame the administration that's a, that allows it. What is wrong with noting that they are trash? This is a good note for the school boards that listen to this show. This is what you get. This is what you're creating. This is the kind of nonsense. This is the kind of hate. You're okay with this? Why would you be okay with this? Why would this be something of value to you? Don't you know that critical race theory divides? You don't want to listen to me? Fine. How about Condoleezza Rice on The View? the whole issue of critical race theory and what is and is not being taught. Uh, I come out of an academic uh, institution, and uh, this is a, something that academics debate, what is the role of race and so forth. And, and let me be very clear. I grew up in segregated Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go to a movie theater or to a restaurant with my parents. I went to segregated schools till we moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. My parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me that's somebody else's problem, not yours. You're going to overcome it. And you are going to be 
anything you want to be. And that's the message that I think we ought to be sending to kids. One of the worries that I have about the way that we're, we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I, I mm -hmm. don't think that's very productive. Or black people have to feel disempowered by mm -hmm. race. I would like black kids to be completely empowered, to know that they are beautiful in their blackness, mm -hmm. but in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad for being white. So somehow this is a conversation that has gone in the wrong direction. Critical race theory does not believe in this. Critical race theory is built to make people feel bad for who they are, to shame them for who they are, to discourage their existence. How do I know this? How else does this sign get made at a high school in North Carolina? Tell me. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. By the way, this is being held up by white cheerleaders and black cheerleaders. Tell me... How else this sign gets made if critical race theory doesn't divide? You want to follow the critical race theorist or do you want to follow Condoleezza Rice? Do you want to follow parents or, I'm sorry, teachers like this who make videos on TikTok? Here's your ostinato. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. Well, some do you know what purple for, for, for parents is? Do you, do, do you know the, the organization? Purple for parents, uh, there, there's one in, in my Indiana, um, is about engaging the school system to make sure we are not focused on bigotry, a recognition that parents come first. And this is a response to Ed for Red for Ed. I think that was it. Red for Ed, like Red for Education. This is a response to that. I mean, I've got purple for parents, Indiana.com. That's what they are. I can't, I, I have never gone to a meeting. I've had people reach out before. There are lots of organizations. They're terrorists? This is the argument from a, a teacher? Oh, she's got more singing. For parents, while some had good intentions, they all were misinformed. Now threatening violence, doxing teachers has become the norm. They come to school board meetings with lots of things to say. And they will bully, cuss, or scream if they don't get their way. Well, I don't believe in bullying, but I don't think there's anything wrong with cursing or screaming. Sometimes it's necessary. I mean, look at the teachers they have to deal with. And it's self-identified as a teacher, at least in, in, in the video. Could just be some person. Where did these kids learn to write, sniff, sniff, you smell that privilege? You don't think that's ugly? I'd pull my kid out of Butler. I see this from, from our local high schools. My kids are gone. Or is that the right answer? Do you pull the kids out because some other kids are morons? Or do you just remind your kids that those kids are morons and you fight the bigotry? It's obvious and clear that the bigotry is here. It is created by critical race theory and critical race theorists. It is clear and obvious that DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and these officers in schools support, practice, and surround and protect this bigotry. I don't want to hear it.
that somehow, well, this is important because we need to teach our kids. Teach. That's what I have teachers for. There should be no DEI in schools. Every single one of them should be fired. It's nonsense. You're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. You know what it created? This. Sniff, sniff. You smell that? Privilege. See, I was reading it wrong before. I thought it said sniff, sniff, you smell that privilege. No, no, no. Sniff, sniff, you smell that? Privilege. That's what DEI does. And unless there's a thousand DEI officers out there, diversity, equity, and inclusion officers out there, decrying this, saying this is wrong and despicable, well then, that's that. Get rid of the DEI. Oh, I, I know there are plenty of them in the sound of my voice. you can be very upset with me. Oh, Tony Katz, the racist. Come at me with everything you got. I'm talking about fighting for my kids. You think I'm afraid of your name calling? Let me try it a different way. Make, make sure you understand. Do you think it's just a bit I do on radio? I'm fortunate that this is what I do. That I'm engaged in these conversations. Do you think it's just a bit? What won't I do to protect my kids? From this, every day I explain to them how evil this is and how terrible this is and how hateful this is and the people who push that and promote that are hateful people. And it is shameful that we have these kinds of people hired by schools, never mind hired by states or hired by corporations. Because the hiring of these positions very much seems to be like uh, uh, doing a little virtue signaling out to the world. That look how good we are. Do you think this is good? Do you think, sniff, sniff, you smell that? Privilege. From high school students is good. Or do you think it's trying to belittle another group of people because of the color of their skin? Which one do you think it is? Do you think belittling is good? Well, you would if, you if you're somebody who subscribes to critical race theory and anti-racist training. You would think that it's very good. You would think that it's valuable. You would think that it is finally the proof that you're doing all right. I wonder how many of these kids actually believe this, or did they just go along because uh, what if they didn't? Maybe they wouldn't be... Um, on the team, the, the Charlotte Catholic High School principal was forgiving of what happened. We understand how emotions surrounding sports events can sometimes result in actions that do not represent an organization's values. It is our hope that everyone will learn from such moments because at the end of the day, we are all one community. You think that apology could have worked any other way? Butler High School cheerleaders sent an apology to their counterparts. Soon there will be a meeting between the school's cheerleading squads to facilitate goodwill and understanding. I thought that's what this was all supposed to bring, right? When you, when you talk about social-emotional learning, it was about how to be able to deal with your emotions. Is this what I get? Now i got to have another meeting? I don't want to have a meeting with you. You learn it on your own time. I'm going to use this as a way of explaining to my kids that there are absolutely terrible people out there. Horrible, awful, angry, bitter, divisive people out there, and you don't have to be one of them. 
You don't have to do it. You don't have to take part in it in any way, shape, or form. They want to apologize. You can, uh, you can, uh, you know, listen to them and you can accept their apology. Maybe they mean it. Your 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 student wants to accept an apology. Your student's not sure if they should uh, accept the apology. You got to tell your kid. You know, if somebody wants to apologize, you got to let them at least at least give them a shot. Maybe that's the right thing to do. What do parents have to do? Parents have to understand that the cake is baked. It's in. What the critical race theorists, what the anti-racist, which anti-racism is racism, what these bigots wanted to do has been accomplished. This isn't the bug. This is the feature. It is here for us all to see. And now they want to ensure that you, the parent, don't fight back against it. So what do they do? They have teachers who call you terrorists. Oh, terrorists, terrorists, purple for parents are. Terrorists, terrorists, purple for parents are. Or you have the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, going along with the National School Board Association, saying, well, they, they said that, that there were these violent attacks, so, so we just believed them. And Jim Jordan, the congressman from Ohio, is like, so you never did any research? You never looked, looked into it? Oh, no, no, we got this letter. We got this letter. I mean, what else, what else could we possibly need? The cake is baked. Now what's your plan? If it's not advocating for your kids and getting this cake out of the schools, well, my God, Jed, I don't even want to know you. I'm Tony Katz. So I have not commented much on the Brian Landry case. Um, mainly because I, I don't know what I'm supposed to add to this and the death of Gabby uh, Petito, and I don't I don't know what else I'm supposed to kind of offer that's going to make a make a big difference in this case. What what I do know is that it's ugly, and what I do know is that horrible things happen. I always wonder if we're going to hear more about it. If somehow we're going to hear more about what took place more about um, uh, their 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 life together? Is there going to be some other story of violence between them? Uh, I don't know. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. But I'm not going to defend what happened. And investigators are still putting it together. And they have found what is most likely Brian Laundrie's remains in a, I almost want to think it's a marsh. They found the backpack, they found the notebook, it's his, and soon after they found the notebook, they classified uh, Gabby Petito's death as a murder. This was took place in, in, in a park with, out west, and she was strangled, it turns out, and he came home, she wasn't with him, where is he, she, why aren't you answering questions? Next thing you know, he goes missing, and now he's believed uh, dead. What's interesting about this is that it's an area that his parents were searching, and then all of a sudden this 
notebook and backpack were found. I'm, I, I, I do think that's interesting, but it could just be nothing. It could be the way I've read the story versus what's actually going down. Supposedly, there was high water in the area. The water has since receded, and lo and behold. So what happened? Did he take his own life? Um, we'll see. We'll see how um, how that plays out. But I haven't talked about the story because there's been nothing to say. But now that it, 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 they seem pretty clear, they seem pretty confident, although anything's possible, that this guy killed his girlfriend and then went on the run. The question's going to be about on the run. What did the parents know and when did they know it? That's going to be the question. Did they help him escape? That's going to be a question. Did they help him take his own life? That's going to be a question. So as that comes out, we'll get to it. And then this just uh, came out. Producer Ari, the Cleveland Browns that are 2-4 and four right now, they are going to be playing Case Keenum at quarterback instead of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker's hurt. Baker's hurt. Is that it? It's not because of his play. No, he's uh he's got a shoulder separation. Okay, that was that major hit he took uh, this past week. I actually I, I saw the replay uh, of that. It was a pretty giant uh, hit. Um, you 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 they're already two and four. Even though they're a solid team, it seems that they're a solid team. Like they they should be far better than their than their record. A lot of injuries. Um, that happens. Do we have any? Do we know anything about Case Keenum for the Browns? He is in the NFL. Okay, well, that's producer Ari with your sports highlight, everybody. What do you want me to say? He's a backup quarterback for a reason. Like he's he's perfectly average. Okay, didn't know. Didn't know if he was any good or not, or if it, you know if if it's is the whole season now a wash. I think a lot of teams are already asking if the whole season's a wash. The only team I know for sure, Detroit Lions fans, yes. But I could have said that six games ago. It's the Detroit Lions. Some people just don't get off the schneid. Inez Cantor talking about China. So China banned his games. I've got that story. What it means to stand up in today's world. That's coming up. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. This is Tony Katz Today. government overreach would turn financial institutions into my district into local outposts of the IRS all with the sole purpose of reporting Hoosier's personal financial account information back to the government. Make no mistake, this will capture virtually every American who will be subject to increased levels of IRS intrusion in their daily lives. The IRS has already been challenged by leaks of thousands of documents, including sensitive taxpayer information. The collection of additional data would only exacerbate this problem and subject many Americans to the potential exposure of their personal information. That's Representative Jackie Walorski of Indiana. 
And while they're talking about the need to hold Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress, Republicans are talking about this. The IRS, through the Democratic Party, snooping on American citizens. I think it's a fun, fun tactic. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. By the way, Jeff on Twitter wants me to know the Browns are 3-3, three and three, not 2-4. and four. I thought they were 2-4. and four, My mistake. I, I apologize to you and to all the Cleveland Browns fans. Now, this came out about Ines Cantor, and I think I'm pronouncing his name right. I don't mean any disrespect. Cantor, who uh, has said before, look, uh, he's, he's uh, under the, the gun from uh, Erdogan of Turkey, can't go back to Turkey, because uh, he believes that you know uh, that Erdogan would 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 kill him. He would kill him. That you know he has spoken clearly about oh the 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 issues with with Erdogan. He was indicted in Turkey in 2018 on charges of belonging to an armed terrorist group. But it's Erdogan, so you you can't necessarily believe that. He has now gone on the record to say that Tibet should be left alone. Oh, my goodness. But not only that, referring to Xi Jinping, referring to Xi Jinping, the president, the uh, dictator of China, as well, basically that. My message to the Chinese government is free Tibet. Tibet belongs to Tibetans. I'm here to add my voice and speak out about what is happening in Tibet. Under the Chinese government's brutal rule, Tibetan people's basic rights and freedoms are non-existent. They are not allowed to study and learn their language and culture freely. They are not allowed to travel freely. They are not allowed to access information freely. The Tibetan people are not even allowed to worship freely. For more than 70 years, Tibetan monks, nuns, intellectuals, writers, poets, community leaders, activists, and many more have been detained, sent to political re-education classes, subject to torture, lengthy interrogations, and even been executed simply for exercising the freedom that you and I take for granted. There have been more than 5,000 political prisoners in Tibet the last 25 years. 5,000. Did you know that simply owning a photo of the Dalai Lama in Tibet is grounds for arrest? Even flying the Tibetan national flag could get you arrested. I say shame on the Chinese government. The Chinese dictatorship is erasing Tibetan identity and culture. That's one heck of a statement. And he goes on for more. China has now decided they won't air Celtics games. He plays for the Boston Celtics. They won't air the games. When will we learn that China's the enemy? Nope, nope, not us. No, I apologize. I apologize. It was wrong to say we when the problem is absolutely positively not we. I apologize. There we go. When will the NBA learn? that you simply cannot appease China, and sometimes you have to say, well, that's a market we're not going to get. 
Oh, we have to do this. We need that Chinese market. Oh, we have to change this app. We need that Chinese market. Oh, we have to change this movie. We need that Chinese market. No, you don't. It's a brutal dictatorship led by communists. No, you don't. When will LeBron James come out to say that Ines Cantor simply isn't educated about what's going on? That's exactly what he said about Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey was with the Senate, was he the Senate? No, Houston Rockets. He was the general manager of the Houston Rockets. And he said he stood with the Hong Kongers. And oh, did that lead to a whole bunch of this, that, and the other. And here comes LeBron James, the voice of the NBA, to say that he wasn't educated on it. The guy graduated MIT. Maybe he's got a mind. Who's more educated on it? How did LeBron get educated on it? No, he wouldn't comment on it. He doesn't have comments on what happened. Uyghur Muslims getting abused, getting killed, getting tortured, sent to those re-education camps, bound and blindfolded and put on trains. He's got nothing to say. China wants one China. This is why they will pursue uh, gaining control of Taiwan. This is why they will pursue gaining control anywhere they can. And they will do it by any and every means necessary. This is a violent regime, and the NBA wants to play footsie. To be clear, the NBA is tougher on players who don't get vaccinated than they are on the Chinese. Specifically, of course, we're talking about the Chinese government. We're not talking about Chinese people. It's amazing that sometimes you actually have to explain that. It is amazing that that has to be explained. But good on Ines Cantor. This is what speaking out sounds like. This matters a great deal. A great deal. It matters that someone would speak so clearly about what's going on. And while he's doing this, he's wearing a T-shirt with the Dalai Lama on it. It's pretty good. It's a good T-shirt. I think those are going to sell out. I think those are going to sell out. Now, I want you to take his conversation, and I want you to put it in context. To Alyssa Milano, who favors the Equal Rights Amendment, she's speaking on Capitol Hill today, the actress, and giving a press conference beforehand. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, so much for being here. I just want to take a moment to recognize how historic this is. And for me personally, to be here amongst so many of my heroes, um, it it just means the world to me. Um, And I just want to say that in 2021, I still don't have equality under the Constitution. But today we are... She actually said that. She's a grown woman. Oh, am I, sp- am I supposed to play the music? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to supposed to play music here. I'll, let me see if I can set it up. I still don't have equality under the Constitution. But today we are taking an important step forward with these incredible activists and witnesses who will be testifying under the incredible leadership of Congresswoman Maloney. I think I did it right this time. Sorry, I didn't mean to mess it up before. What is she talking about? What right under the Constitution do I have that she doesn't? And if she only identifies as a man, does she automatically get those rights? 
Do they just get conferred upon her? I have questions. Don't get mad at me. They set up the rules. I'm just trying to, to understand them. You understand that when Alyssa Milano says this, she doesn't know what she's saying. It just sounds good to the woke folk on Twitter. The people who don't have rights are the people in Tibet who cannot do anything freely because if they do, they will be killed. What is Alyssa Milano talking about? You can live in the reality or you can live in this nonsensical garbage fantasy that progressives are trying to put forward. And it is a garbage fantasy. I want to make sure that we understand that I am not making a claim that everything the political right does is great or perfect. I am making the statement categorically that these progressives don't understand anything about reality, and if you allow them to be in charge, you will live in hell. How's that? I'm not quite so sure how else to say it. You have a world where the Tibetan people cannot speak out, and you have a world where an American woman makes a claim that she doesn't have constitutional rights because of her vagina. You tell me what else I'm supposed to say. Doesn't there come a moment where we're supposed to look at Alyssa Milano and say, you don't know anything? There comes a moment where you're supposed to look at your children and say, you see Alyssa Milano, she's a damn fool. Come on, let's go get ice cream. And that's it. How much more should people take? My argument is not that she isn't allowed to speak. Notice I didn't say that you should forcibly take her from the podium. That happens in Tibet under the rule of the communists. I believe she can say all she wants. And I believe my job is to turn to my children and turn to anybody who's listening and say, that girl is derm. Let's go get ice cream. I always like to end it with ice cream because I like to end on a sweet note. It's just how I work. All right, you know me. It's going to be a steak and bourbon. But still, we call it ice cream. It's code. Now you know. Anytime I'm going to get ice cream, wink, wink. Now you got it. It really is stunning, though, isn't it? That this is an argument and a conversation in the United States of America. And how all you have to do is take that and, and, and compare it, juxtapose it, I believe is the right word, to what Inez Cantor is talking about. And, and you realize how, how silly these people sound. How small and how weak and how weak-minded they sound. Because they are. And one of the problems is that we allow them to have outsized influence in our lives and in the lives of our kids and the lives of those we know. We don't have to shout her down. We just have to stop allowing her to have more of a value in our lives and more of a conversation in our lives than someone like Ines Cantor on this subject. Smart subjects and smart minds we should be hearing from. Smart ideas and smart theories, we should be engaging. Honesty should always be at the top of the list. You're a woman in the United States and you don't have freedom? 
I still don't have equality under the Constitution. This is untrue. She's simply not telling the truth. She is simply mistaken. Or she is willfully lying because politically it has great value. Of course she has equality under the Constitution. But only for opportunity. There should never be an equality of outcome. Because once you get an equality of outcome and you remove the very idea of the meritocracy, you create a garbage society, a dangerous one at that. The NBA should be supporting Inez Cantor, or is it Inez Cantor? They should be supporting him. And they should feel the pressure. And they should know that, yeah, there's money in China. But there are some things that are more important than money. LeBron may not believe it, but maybe the rest of the NBA could. I'm Tony Katz. Now I'm going to share with you uh, some of the opening statements from uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, speaking in front of the Senate, uh, the House Judiciary Committee. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today, always great to be with you. I want you to hear it for yourself. Some of the things that went on. Washington Free Beacon is reporting that the White House knew about the letter that compared parents to domestic terrorists, and emails supposedly show that the National School Board Association collaborated with the Biden administration on sending that to the Attorney General and to the Department of Justice. So the Biden administration knew that they were calling parents terrorists. That we'll we'll get more of, and I'll share more of Merrick Garland in in a little bit. The Democrats are no longer calling it a $3.5 trillion infrastructure plan, although um, uh, they still keep saying it'll be paid for with new taxes, of course, not on you. (laughs) Sure, right. But it doesn't work. And so they're trying, I think, what seems like a rename. They're now calling it a social spending bill. They're now calling it the social spending bill. They want you to think that, you know, even though it doesn't have roads and bridges in there, which are, you know, infrastructure, it's still the same thing, kind of. But they couldn't get that passed, so now they're going for the rename. And Democrats are, of course, very, very upset that... Republicans have the filibuster in the Senate and they can stop these things from happening because they haven't been able to convince anybody. Representative Ilhan Omar thinks that the filibuster is killing our democracy. The filibuster and the Democratic senators who continue to uphold it are killing our democracy, meaning mansion and cinema. How dare you allow Republicans to have a say? How dare you allow them to speak out? Why is it that you don't understand that we should be one-party rule and the minority party shouldn't be allowed to do anything? Don't you understand that she wants to spend $3.5 trillion? Don't you understand that you're getting in her way? I want an umpa now! What's wrong with you? That's exactly what she's saying. The filibuster and the Democratic senators who continue to uphold it are killing our democracy. Of course this isn't true. And it is very much a question to be careful what you wish for. You really want to be without the filibuster? Mitch McConnell warned Harry Reid, warned him. I love- 
Mitch McConnell, cocaine Mitch himself, warned Harry Reid, you will regret this. Getting rid of the filibuster on those judicial nominees. And it will be sometime soon. But that's what they decided to do. And now it's done. If you want to get rid of the filibuster, you will regret it. And we shouldn't be that. See, the problem is she'll say, well, if you are opposed to it, you should bring it back when Republicans are in power. And what Republicans have learned is, no, no, no. Now you've caused this issue. You bought your ticket. Now you suffer and make them suffer. Which will be better for us policy-wise, but isn't the way I want to run a country. So let's keep the filibuster where it is and remind Representative Omar uh, that she's just wrong. Just like her anti-Semitism is wrong. This is Tony Katz today.